When an opportunity comes to expand your understanding of the world, do you take it? Even if it means learning some painful truths. Welcome to the Beyond the Lines podcast. In a world where there are a few loud voices spreading division, we want you to know that there are more of us who want unity and love. We love Beyond the Lines of differences so that our lives can be full of diversity. Come listen with us and join a movement of people who are willing to love all people at all times. Today on the podcast, we have two wonderful leaders from Central Staff joining us to talk about a recent trip they took to the South. This trip wasn't for pleasure or for relaxation. It was to learn about the awful truths of slavery in our country and how the effects of slavery are still being felt by our brothers and sisters of color today. We talk about the value of having our eyes open to the realities of America's past and its present so that perhaps we can have a hand in making its future better for all. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation, so let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Beyond the Lines podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. My name is Jonathan Miller. I am your designated listener here today on the podcast, and we have some amazing people on the podcast joining us today. They're both staff at Central. They are amazing and brilliant leaders here, and we are so grateful to have them on the podcast. We have Sonia Cuppinger. Thank you for being here. Glad you are here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we have Julie Bean. Welcome. Glad you're here. Thanks, John. Good to be here. Yeah. Um, Sonia Cuppinger, you are the... IT director here. Is that the right title? That's the right title. Yeah. So you're brilliant and uh, uh, super cool. I uh, just know how to Google. In, in <laughs> <laughs> you just know how to Google. That's basically what it's I a do. Joke. Yeah, we have. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you could do almost any profession just Googling stuff, you know. That's true nowadays. Yeah. I don't know if it actually is true, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know that you're actually really cool and smart. So, and we're glad to have you. And then Julie Bean, you are the executive director of Amplify Peace which yes. is an incredible organization. We've had Lisa Jernigan, your your partner, your your co-director. I don't know exactly. She's the president and co-founder. She's the president and yeah. co-founder. Awesome. And she's been on the podcast here before several times, mm-hmm. and we finally get a chance to have you on. Thank you for being here. It's so good to be here. Thank you. And I'm also on staff. Besides being the executive director of Amplify Peace, also the communication director here at Central. So, so glad to have you here today with us. So good to be here. Awesome. And I love both of those roles. Yeah, and you make a big impact with those. Um, And today we're going to be talking about, as you heard in the introduction, about a trip that you two took and that impacted you. I've heard people talking about, like, I've heard everybody who was on that trip talking about it and how it impacted you, how the stories impacted you. And we're going to be kind of listening to your guys' perspective today. I think it's really important, though, that uh, we note that these aren't your stories. Now, now there is your story in the mix of, like, how you received it and how you're processing, and we're going to hear all about that. That's going to be amazing. But we also are hearing about other people's stories in this Mm. that impacted you. And I just want to, like, we have to be careful of saying, like, these are our stories, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. but these are something that we can learn from. And yep. maybe someday we can actually have them on the podcast and hear their stories, you know, face to face. So um, I'm excited to hear about your guys' experience and, and what God has been doing in your lives. So mm-hmm. let's start from the beginning. Tell me more about this trip that you went on. I'm leaving it very ambiguous at this point, And I want you guys to kind of explain it. And uh, what was it about? And how did you find yourself on this trip? Sure. Well, we had, um, as Amplify Peace, we were one of the hosts to uh, a trip through the southern states. Uh, We took about 18 individuals, a group of 18 from Central, Mm -hmm. and we essentially took a 
uh, our journey starting in New Orleans and learning about the transatlantic slave trade and then all through the South, through um, uh, Selma and we went to Jackson, Mississippi. We went up to um, Montgomery, Alabama. And each step of the way, learning from individuals, hearing their stories, hearing their experiences, as well as uh, really learning and being educated with museums and, um, you know, a lot of other resources um, and, and being, you know, within that setting and like walking the Selma Bridge, for example, mm-hmm. and um, talking to people who lived experiences both from current day as well as um, historically. So it was it was both, you know, getting a really clear picture of experiences and learning about our country historically, mm-hmm. um, as well as learning about the experiences of specifically the black community um, in current day. And uh, with the goal of um, understanding how we can contribute and support reconciliation and unity and racial reconciliation and unity specifically. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So how did you, how, I mean, how did you guys find yourself on this journey and what, what were some of your thoughts leading up to it? Um, I, I heard from this trip from Lisa Jernigan. Um, she took a scouting trip, they call it, you know, just the whole interest that we have now in, um, being agents of racial reconciliation and you can't really do anything if you don't listen to people's stories and learn about their perspective so i think that um this is the reason why um these trips have become um something that we do and so i heard about it and i really really caught my interest i wanted to go i want to learn i'm a learner Mm -hmm. and so Again, I understand people by listening to them and their stories. And so the opportunity gave itself, you know, I wanted to go before COVID and then COVID happened. And, um, yeah, this has been in the works for a long time. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it has. Um, and so I think it was probably a month before the trip when I was approached and say, Hey, it's happening. Would you like to go? And right away I'm like, yeah, sign me in. We'll make it happen. So. And Lisa, by the way, is the uh, president and founder of Amplify Peace, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was very instrumental in, uh, she's, she had the vision for this trip, saw the value of it, and really helped to curate all the experiences and uh, the places, locations, and mm-hmm. um, all of that. And, you know, with our work with Amplify Peace, uh, what we know it, it is so important and so valuable is really having experiences mm-hmm. and 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 also as you mentioned Sonia um, the proximity right the proximity mm-hmm. of actually being in the place with people who can uh, you know share their story and that their voice can be heard and stories and from people that we don't normally listen to or we we haven't really heard from before so uh, it's very transformative cool Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, As we are talking about some of these impactful things about these stories and and places, you kind of give a a brief overview of where you traveled Mm -hmm. to. Let's talk about like what what impacted you the most. I know there's probably a lot (laughs) to take in and process. What were some of the things that stuck out to you? Like, wow, I didn't know that before. Or maybe I knew that before, but I didn't realize how much that impacted the people it affected. Like, what were some of the things that impacted you the most on this trip? Wow. There's just 
like you said, there is so much. People have been asking me, how was your trip? And mm -hmm. it's hard to answer like, oh, it was a great trip because it was not an easy trip. Um, the things that we saw and the things that we learned were not like, you know, going to Disneyland or anything like yeah. that. Um, but it was a great trip. It was very informative. There were two things that I learned that got perspective from that I didn't understand before uh, from their plights. And these are specific things, but this is kind of examples of what the whole trip did for me. Um, by example, one of them, um, there's a whole idea that the black community has about um, wanting to see someone that, like them, the representation. So when you go to a place and you want to see representation, someone that looks like you, someone that thinks like you. Um, and so I am a minority and I used to go like, hey, I'm a minority too. And I don't feel like that. Like, I don't need to go into a room and see that there's another Latino woman just sitting there so that I can feel comfortable. Right. And I, I'm never a judge. I just didn't understand it. Like, I don't, you know, and just because I don't have a need, it doesn't mean that someone else doesn't. But when we were on the trip, um, just seeing the history of segregation, it, it brought it so much into my eyes, how that would bring up something like that. The other thing is we visited a black community church on Sunday. It was a beautiful experience. But like for the first time, I, I saw what it's like to be the minority for real. <laughs> like You go into a place and everyone else was black and we were not. And it did, it did feel a little, like, out of place. And so it was just to kind of, like, see this is how it feels. Um, it was beautiful just to learn that. And, you know, the other thing is just, like, with the whole voting right and stuff that's going on and legislation that they want to bring up to restrict or to, I don't know, bring order, whatever. They, they, I'm not much into politics. But, you know, before it was so simple for me, like, just bring up your license. Like, what's the big deal? And um, after going to Selma and seeing the Voting Rights Museum and how hard it was for the black community and even our Latino community, like we were not allowed to vote. Um, so all of the things that they had to do, um, people died <laughs> for yeah. them to be able to have the right to vote. So wow. anything that will um, even touch any of that, of course, they're going to be against it. And so it's just a lot of perspective. I gain a ton of perspective. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's really cool to hear too, how you're seeing this from your cultural perspective mm -hmm. and being a minority from a different minority and how like, oh, these aren't the same things, but we can't understand each other in certain you know circumstances. So that's really interesting and cool. What, how about you, Julie, as you're reflecting on your trip? What you know, impacted you? It was you? really, really impactful. And um, as you know, it, with the Amplify piece, I mean, we do a lot of different work in the, in this space of peacemaking and different narratives. And yet this was, uh, incredibly impactful, you know, just when you think that you've, you're really learned or you've, you know, become really informed in a particular area. Um, it still was just tremendously impactful. And one thing I always think about when we're doing immersive encounters or so many different times in working within peacemaking and talking with people, um, I think about my own journey and how mm. it wasn't that long ago that I, I really saw things very differently, you know, and um, this this can be a controversial topic for people. There's people that see this very differently. I have people in my life that see these things very differently than I do. Um, and, you know, honestly, I mean, I saw it very differently at, at a time. I would disagree with myself. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
from from in a different time in my journey. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I would say one of the things that's really that was really impactful is seeing. Um, you know, in it, again, early in my journey, I would think things, um, and see things that were either ill-informed or misinformed. Mm. And, uh, you know, I certainly said things like, you know, I I didn't have anything to do with slavery. I know it was really terrible. It's part of our history. It's horrific, but I, I don't know how that applies today with, you know, the relationships between mm-hmm. um, different people groups today. Or I'd say, you know, I don't think that there's any laws on the books right now that are discriminatory. And I just I just didn't understand in the way that I do now. Um, mm-hmm. And so one of the things that was really impactful is, um, you know, we had uh, a tour to plantation through the eyes of an enslaved uh, person or people. And... Um, and we also talked with different groups around um, social, uh, excuse me, uh, prison reform um, mm-hmm. and justice reform. And one of the things that I learned is that the Angola uh, prison there in Louisiana, um, it's named Angola prison because prior to it being a prison, it was the Angola plantation where the cotton fields were worked by enslaved people. And once slavery was abolished, then the cotton fields were worked by uh, leased prisoners. And once that was outlawed, the plantation itself was purchased and is now uh, a prison where the prisoners pick cotton in the exact same fields for four cents a day. Uh-huh. And so I've heard in the past references of, you know, modern day slavery and um, it never really made sense or came together for me on how that could be something that's connected. And it's it, it was just shocking to, to learn that. And, um, you know, 78 uh, percent of the prisoners are uh, black men mm-hmm. and 70 percent of those have a life sentence Wow. Um, Louisiana has the highest wrongful conviction rate in the country. And there's uh, organizations like the Innocence Project and uh, Brian Stevenson and his work. Um, but yeah. just thinking about how all those things come together in it, and it really impacted me um, and, and made me realize uh, the plight still today and those connections um, still today and how, you know, at, at, part of the black community, how they must feel right. with those things still in place and the injustices of it. Wow. That's really incredible. One thing I really, really liked about what you said is like, I would disagree with myself when I was younger or yeah. whatever. And I think if we are never saying something like that, if we can't look back at, in our past life and be like, Oh, I disagree with myself back then. Yeah. Then how are we learning and growing? Yeah. There's yeah. no way it's not humanly possible that you know everything correctly in this moment. Yeah. And so how could how could you possibly yeah. if you're not looking back and saying oh I disagree with myself but I, yeah. I missed the mark there yeah then you're not opening yourself up to new avenues of truth and learning and understanding that maybe you just you have a skewed perspective because you just never had a chance to hear another person's story that's right you maybe you never maybe you're listening to this right now you never heard about the the Angola prison Ever. and uh, that this is happening like this is right <laughs> right now this right is now. not something that's been abolished this is not something that has been stopped it's still there right and these uh the, the 
the facts can stare you in the face and you have to ask yourself the question like, okay, maybe I believe something that's wrong. Yeah. Maybe I didn't allow myself to see this issue and now you have a chance to see it anew. And that, yeah. I think that's what you guys are see- seeing on this trip too. Yes. There's something about just being in a place. That's right. And hearing people's uh, stories face to face that right. that can make a big difference if you're willing to listen. It, it proximity matters for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. I yeah. mean that level of empathy. Um, and I think it, uh, there's an author that says it's hard to hate someone up close mm-hmm. uh, or something like that. But I, that proximity is really powerful. Right. When you're looking someone in the eyes and hearing their story mm-hmm. and hearing their heart. Um, and, and thank you for sharing that. And to your point, um, thinking about how uh, I've seen things differently in my own journey helps me to be a, a good listener and um, to see people that may have a different perspective than my own, to see them differently and, you know, be gracious and mm-hmm. be curious. And how would I talk to myself? Um, at that time when I saw things differently, you know, I think that's important in terms of peacemaking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Knowing what, knowing what you know now, right? Exactly. Just teaching your past yeah. self. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So talking about stories, obviously we can't tell stories for people, but we can do our best to be like, wow, this story impacted me. So can you, what, what were some stories that you heard, some stories that people shared with you that really impacted how you see the world now and, and taught you some new things while you're down in the South? So many stories. Oh my gosh, so many. I mean, we, and that's the cool thing about an experience like this, that you're not, you're not just sightseeing, you're, you're learning from the people that are living through uh, or have lived through. So like we met with... Um, the daughter of Medgar Evers, mm-hmm. and she shared her story. She saw her dad died in front of their home, um, be murdered because he was fighting for civil rights. Um, many other stories. And like you said, they're not ours to tell. They're theirs. But we can tell you how the ex- experience affected us. Yeah. Um, there were so many. But, I mean, one that I can pick is um, on the last day of our trip, or I think close to the last day of our trip, we uh, took a tour of Montgomery downtown, and we we visited different areas. Um, Dr. Martin Luther King's church, where he pastored, mm-hmm. and his home, and um, the lead the the leader, the our trip um, guide, the tour guide. Her name is Michelle, and she was the most beautiful lady. Uh, going, she everyone knew her. Like we in go Montgomery. through that, yeah, in Montgomery. The tour in Montgomery yeah. yeah, she she was known by everyone. You know, that, hey Michelle, how are you doing? Um, uh, she was amazing. Uh, she's an artist and an advocate, and so she took us. She, they fed us dinner, and she took us to show some of the sculptures and and things that she has worked on. But, um. When we were there, she she got real with us and vulnerable, and she shared their story of just recently how she experienced discrimination herself. Um, and I'm not going to tell the whole story because, again, that is for her to, to tell, but um, just summarizing, she was traveling from D.C. to Atlanta and got pulled over in the middle of nowhere for no reason. Um, her tax matched her car, registration she had checked it before she left home and this um person that pulled her over 
said that that was the reason why, but they couldn't prove it. And she ends up in the middle of nowhere, 2 a.m. in the morning. They towed her car, um, and God sends someone to save her and take her to a safe place. But the rawness and pain in her face when she was telling that story, just, it, it, she's like, something has to change. And and it wasn't part of her program either to say it because it had just happened. Yeah. But that just brought into a culmination the whole trip for me of everything that I have learned that we're like, oh, this is history. It happened 50 years ago. We saw it in museums. No, like it's happening mm -hmm. right there, right now. Um, and I'm not saying that this is happening all the time and everywhere, but there's still, you know, there's still instances of it that it shouldn't at all. Like right. none of this should happen. Um, so it's not whether you're here or you're there or maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. It shouldn't. But she went through that. So that was the most um, impactful story for me because it was real. And um, and it just pushes me to just fight along alongside them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would use that story too, by the way. <laughs> um, I took the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there were so many. One of the things that, that uh, really stood out to me that was so incredible is there were so many people that we met along the way they shared their story some of the stories were very much about injustice um and and that they experienced in their lives or tragedy um and yet every single one of them had such a beautiful loving um light-filled heart i mean they mm. were just really incredible uh loving people there wasn't bitterness there there wasn't um, sort of resentment or, you know, they, they really want change and they really want unity. They really want us to come together. Um, and it was, they were, they just embraced us and thanked us. It was beautiful. Um, there were, uh, there were a couple gentlemen that shared their story, Robert and Jerome, um, and they had been wrongfully imprisoned and, um, they were fighting for, uh, exoneration, which they eventually both got as they were wrongly convicted, but it took over 20 years. Wow. And, um, and they both, you know, during that time, they got their law degrees and they're both now, um, they've created an organization that, uh, like the Innocence Projects or, or a project of Brian mm -hmm. Stevenson fighting for those. Um, so that was really impactful. Um, there were, again, talking about Michelle, she had uh, specifically an area of focus around what she refers to as the three mothers. And um, there it's, it's around the, the story, uh, the historical factual story about uh, enslaved women that were, um, that had experienced medical experiments by um, Dr. Sims, who is regarded as the father of gynecology. And, you know, there's a statue in the capital of Montgomery with mm -hmm. him. And he's very much world renowned and, um, you know, has been recognized and awarded. Um, and yet there is, there has been this hidden story that he performed um, experiments on enslaved women. Three of them have names. Uh, that we know of, and it could be up to 19, but, you know, just really, uh, wow. it's a history is very difficult, um, you know, experiments without anesthesia and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And so she has a focus on that. She's an artist and she created these amazing and beautiful 
incredible um, three statues of mm-hmm. what she refers to as the three mothers. And she also shared the story about how she went to San Francisco and learned how to do the iron work. And mm-hmm. she herself felt some experience within that community of iron workers as, uh, you know, being like one of the only women. And um, so, but I had never heard that story about the three mothers. Wow. Um, and, and I've since done a lot of reading on that. There's a documentary out about it now. And um, it's it was really impactful. I mean, that's something that I hadn't heard of before. And it made me think about, you know, there's statues. And I think, rightly so, people who uh, have a prominent place in our history that did amazing and wonderful things for our freedom and liberty. But then there's also statues in there that may have a different history that I never knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it makes me more curious, you know, to learn um, about all of this, you know, the different stories and the history behind that. Yeah, that is when we start looking at history and some of the tragedy has happened in the world, I think sometimes, you know, it, it could feel like, man, I don't want to hear this. You know, I don't, right. I don't, I don't want to know about this. This yeah. makes life harder. Yeah. You know, like I'd, I'd rather live. I mean, they say ignorance is bliss because yeah. you, then you don't have to deal with these things, Yeah, mm-hmm. but ignorance isn't loving. Right. You know, ignorance doesn't, uh, help anybody. Right. It just makes you more comfortable. Right. And so some of these things are hard to hear and yeah. some things it takes a while to process. Yeah. You know, you might need to take some time to process that and look it up yourself, you know, right. but we need to know these things and what happens so we can recognize the people who deserve to be recognized, um, that they suffered. Um, and you know, did positive things probably come out of this doctor who did these really terrible experiments? Did some positive things come out of it? Probably. Yeah. But who made the real sacrifice to make that happen? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the question we have to ask ourselves. And who deserves to be recognized right. because of that? Which is why they were referred to as the mothers. Because yeah. he's referred to as the father of gynecology. And, you know, to your point, why why is it all important? You know, why it's, sometimes it's not easy and it's not comfortable but, you know, if our goal is to uh, love our neighbors ourselves, if our goal is to be as one as God calls us to be, and if we're really looking to be united as people, um, then I really want to understand. We had a, a group of 18, as I mentioned, and it was a diverse group. Mm-hmm. And so there were, there were people that all of us, but certainly uh, with the diversity, there were people that were experiencing this stuff very differently from me or others on the trip. And it, it was a, a wonderful opportunity to hear their heart, to um, understand that perspective and how they were affected. And mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's really an enriching, I, I mean, to dig into these narratives can be very hard, very painful. Um, you know, like the Holocaust. And mm-hmm. when I went to Yad Vashem in Jerusalem, it's just hard sometimes to see how human beings treat each other. But it's important if the end goal is um, to have unity as people. Mm-hmm. We have so much polarization, conflict, and division. And our goal is to continue to be part of the solution with the unity. Right. Yeah. And how can we learn from the mistakes of maybe even our own ancestors? Absolutely. So we don't do the same thing. Absolutely. Convince ourselves that another human being is less than. That's right. So we can do these things to them. Yeah. And that's always the that's always the narrative that floats underneath is like that human being is less than. Therefore, I can do whatever I want. Right. And that that always pops up whenever these tragedies happen. Right. And there's many many examples throughout history of that exact thing. Mm-hmm. 
Why is it important for us as Christians, you talked about it a little bit here, to search these things out? And then also, you know, what are some first steps that you guys would recommend from your perspective on how people can start doing that? And that's what our podcast has always been about mm-hmm. is like, hey, what are some ways that we can start diving into this and learning a little bit more? Um, so why is it important? And then how do we do it? Well, our commandment is to love one another, right? Right. And so part of loving someone is understanding and um, just listening to their side of life, how they experience life. Um, I cannot understand my friends if I don't know where they're coming from, what their past is, what their upbringing is, what their pains are. Like, you don't really get to know someone deeply. It's just surfacy. Um, and so getting to know each other and become one um, and just fulfill God's commandment of loving each other. Uh, and that's why it's important to understand and to learn and to not assume <laughs> just because of what you see that a narrative is the way that it is. Right. And, and that just goes to anything. And it, the one thing about my trips that I've taken with Amplified Peace, which is this is my second, um, is that you have a posture of listening, learning and being respectful. And then um, I can't tell people how they should react to what they listen or to what they heard or to the life's experiences that they had. But I can I can listen and I can try to put my shoes, you know, myself in their shoes and see. What, what would happen so it's important as Christians to know and to listen to each other um, and to love each other that's it I mean it's, it's God's greatest commandment mm-hmm. to love mm-hmm. one another um, absolutely yeah and actually we had a Imam uh, Didmar <laughs> on the podcast and he said that too he's like part of loving people is knowing them you yes. have to first understand them and knowing them so that is so good um, and powerful um, how do we start doing that more? How do we, like, from your guys' perspective, I hear this all the time, mm-hmm. so how do we start doing that more in our lives, our personal lives? What do we do? We, we all say diversity, inclusion, um, racial reconciliation, especially as followers of Jesus, is essential, right? It's essential. It's important. We don't seem to be doing it well now, so mm-hmm. how can we do it? You know, I think... Just coming to the conversation, first and foremost, mm-hmm. the posture and the position of our hearts that we come to the conversation with curiosity and just um, knowing that there may be uh, perspectives and situations where you may not agree with that person. And it's okay. It's okay yeah. to just hold two different perspectives and and understanding how that uh, individual has had that experience or has that perspective. I think it's really, really important. And I, so I, I would say come with a, uh, a posture of, uh, as a peacemaker, come with a posture of curiosity mm-hmm. and just asking those questions, you know, and it's really amazing. We talked about proximity, but so often we are creating our own perspectives uh, about other people, other people groups, people with a different political persuasion or religious persuasion, we're forming those opinions and perspectives um, based on a lot of things mm-hmm. other than literally talking to mm-hmm. someone yeah. that has that perspective. That's good. So I think that, that that's maybe the first way to start. 
Yeah, that, absolutely. That's what I've, I try to, as I, as I learn, I'm, I just go to my friends and ask them, hey, you know, this stuff that's going on right now, um, how does it affect you? Yeah. Tell me about what are you feeling? And I'm not expecting them to feel any way. Just like, what do you think about it? Mm-hmm. And only if you want to talk about it, right? Not if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But that just gives you that proximity and that understanding and see like, okay, again, everyone reacts to situations differently because of their upbringing, their past trauma. Their, I didn't have any issues because I was raised in a different country. So I didn't even grow up in the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but learning and learning and being in proximity and getting to know each other and just going on the trenches of um, getting to know people that are different than you, which our pastor Cal always says, mm-hmm. get to know people that are different mm-hmm. than you. Yeah. But, ma'am. Awesome. I think that is a awesome place to wrap up here today. Thank you so much for sharing your experience mm-hmm. and uh, giving like honor to the people you got a chance to meet. And uh, yeah, it's just amazing to hear. And it's always good to have this perspective too of like, okay, here's where I was and now here's where I am. It's so important that we just reach out beyond ourselves and learn. And I think it's so good to hear of, about people who are doing that. Yeah. So thanks for doing that. Absolutely. And sharing I think that you do us. a great job with this podcast, John. I'm glad you're having these conversations. So thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. You also have a podcast, by the way, right? At Amplify Peace. We do. Yeah, I'll put Amplify it Peace podcast. You can listen wherever you find your podcast. <laughs> there you I'll leave a, I'll leave a link. I'll leave a link yeah, in the show notes. Amplifypeace.com. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, we rec- record here at Central Christian Church in Phoenix, Arizona. Our community our community here is pursuing the mantra of love beyond, which calls us to empathize with people who are different and build bridges of peace. If you're interested at all in learning more about our church, check us out at centralaz.com. We have online services as well as a bunch of different locations in the Phoenix metro area if you're local. We'll see you at next episode of Beyond the Lines podcast. Until then, start loving beyond your lines. Thanks, everybody.